the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The weather has been... Uh, cool nights have returned. Exceptionally nice the last couple Very of nights. Very pleasant. Although I think it's supposed to be warming up again next week, isn't it? A mild Santa Ana. But as long as the nighttime temps stay, how many times have I said over and over? over. Yeah, it doesn't matter how hot it is during the day as long as I can sleep. Yes. Oh, yeah. There is something. Something to be said for that. Monday, correct? Mild on Monday, peaking on Wednesday, I believe. And did you guys notice the clouds last night at sunset? It was spectacular. Actually, we took a few pictures of them coming in. Me too, uh, from the south and the moon coming up. About, you know, only 92% of the moon coming up. But, you know, that's a pretty good feat, 92%. It was the front side, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the clouds were spectacular. It was a beautiful night last night. We went yeah, up to the yeah. Bernardo Winery and walked around and looked at all the plants. I was inside, so. <laughs> Watching the Padres again. Did they win? No. Oh. I, I listened. So that puts us a full game out of the playoff spot? One and a half games. Back. One and a half. And we have to, and two teams are ahead of us now. I, I the listened Reds and the Cardinals. I listened to the top of the or the bottom of the first inning. That's all you on my yeah. way home from my folks, and then I just that was it. That's all I needed to hear. Well, I, was they, get, uh, I was getting back on the bandwagon, and I, would, I thought I could bring them. And now the part of the Chargers will be played by the, the Padres. Padres yeah. That is so sad. They had such well. hope and promise, hope and yeah. Yeah, oh well. Sorry. No oh well. It's all good. Davey Downer. All right. Mark. Uh, we've got classes coming up at both stores this weekend. Um, today, as a matter of fact, in San Diego at 9 o'clock, it's going to be bulbs, and you said uh, Kathleen. Kathleen will be doing the class like her. she does every year. She will last 15 years at least. So um, it should be interesting. Speaking of bulbs, we found out a few weeks ago that our main bulb supplier is gone. I know. At, at the end of... Uh, at the end of the year, um, but I'm not too concerned about it because there. We, well, we've already did we place orders for spring or yeah. okay. So we, yes, they have been placed. But we are. Yeah. I, I went and googled wholesale bulbs. Wow, who knew there was a ton of them? A ton of wholesalers. There are in they, the United yeah. States. Yeah, but the, they're not wholesalers. Not by our standard. At least well, not some of them. The well, one you forwarded me. Mm-hmm. They're. They're retailers, and their quantity breaks bring it down to retail. Retail, yes. So well, the, that was just one. Yes, that, but if, right. if there, there's a huge list of them. So. so the folks that we've been using, what what happened? They just gave up the land, or they no? Doing I, it's else? they gave up the name because the company that owned them is still in business. Okay. But the brand they they gave up the brand for some reason. I don't I don't quite know. I, I don't know what happened. As more and more people are growing more and more finished bulbs and flowers, we, we, we get them now in bloom. And so fewer and fewer people Wanna are taking the, bulbs, the time yeah. to 
buy the bulbs, plant the bulbs, and you look at this dry-looking brown bulb, and, and so many people do not see 30, 60, 90 days down the line when it's right. in bloom. It just Other than paper whites, which are immediately out, it's kind of been a... It's been going downhill fade, for, yeah, fading for, for years for, and years. For yeah. Decades, a long, yeah, at least at least twenty years. It's yeah. it's been on the decline. So, so now, when I when I first started with you guys ages ago, D- David had once said about around the time that we were planting bulbs, he said, "To plant bulbs is to believe in the promise of tomorrow." That is true. And, and it's a great quote. I like it. I, I share that with people when they're talking about the bulbs. I think it's a it's a way it, we we are very impatient now. We don't have the the tolerance to sit and wait for stuff. We want immediate gratification when it comes to plants. That's, it's that, all, that all Costco's fault, bringing it in. It's got to be instant. And now there are so many good growers, growers that, yeah. that bring in a, a nice finished product, and it's not super expensive. But it's still I, – I still get a kick out of planting the bulbs or watching the ones that I planted years ago come up Every year Every in my year, garden, exactly. Espe- yeah, especially the, you know, the stuff that naturalizes pretty well, like the paper whites and such. In fact, <clears throat> I, I bought a bunch of paper whites a couple about a week ago, and I put them in the ground. And Capri said, "Can you show me where you planted them?" I said, "No, no. You've got to <laughs> wait for the surprise, the joy of seeing them show up in the and, yard, and make sure your or hope that your gardener doesn't weed them out that's, of the garden that's, that's for the you." That's the dirty little well. secret. Yes, yep. I, yeah. I got some two years ago. Some Mount Hood. Daffodils. Daffodils. They were yeah. after they went out of bloom. The the potted ones. Right. I put those in the garden. They've come up uh, two years now. So this will be the third year, hopefully, if they if they make it. Watsonias, daffodils, the crinums, crinadonnas, freesias, all those. Right. Uh, Dutch iris. Oh yeah, I have bearded iris from. It's g- going crazy. Speaking, of, I don't even know if we should speak of bearded iris. Did anybody here make it to the? Iris? I did no. not. I did not. I, I, I didn't either. I, I did think about. It. I just never, never got into the. Oh, I thought about it. Yeah. You know what Mama says. Yeah. Okay, it's paved with good intentions, but anyway. Yeah, we, we know, bring you, it. We bring it back to you. Well, I was going to say, you know, you look back. I, I remember, thirty years ago, during bulb season. Oh, it's crazy. We, the 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 sheer volume of bulbs that we used to sell was oh yeah incredible. Well, we, had, we, we had we had all the you know the regular customers that would come in and buy a thousand of this or a thousand of that. We used to yeah. sell we used to sell ranunculus yeah in five hundred count bags correct by correct. color so right. it was five hundred yeah. red ranunculus yeah. you know, at at a time yeah a that's the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, how many bulbs but went up well, there. just in j- oh yeah, the tulip. We, we it was like yeah. fifteen hundred tulips. Yeah, it's crazy um, per season. He'd come in and just bag them up. I yeah. remember sitting on the floor with a bin in box. Well, counting them or just looking for the biggest bulbs for people. Yes, you know because the more that's there, the more you're going to get. It's all just they're just stored energy, and so there are sometimes smaller bulbs in a box and bigger ones. And back when they were all in open bins and not packaged, you could go through and get the, the bestest ones. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, that some of the changes that have come around. So anyway, uh, bulb class today at 9 o'clock with Kathleen oh, in San Diego. Got here. <laughs> and at 9.30 today, uh, Farmer Roy from Cadence at Poway Gardens is going to be coming in and talking about fall and winter, fall and winter vegetable crops for you. And uh, – if anybody can teach a class on that, it's probably him. Absolutely. They, the amount of produce that he grows is staggering. In a relatively small space. Yeah, it is, it is staggering. Um, and speaking of the fall and winter vegetables, I was walking around through the section yesterday. We've got, we've got peas, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, yard-long Japanese beans. So if you need a three-foot bean, we've got the... Uh, if you need one, we've got the got the we've got the plants in stock. So, um, and don't forget seeds. All the the new seeds, the twenty twenty two season seeds are in. Yes, and carrots and your favorite, Mister Anderson, beets, 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 and all the root crops and flower crops. It's <laughs> um, it is time for those as well, right. as well as the. Sweet peas, the flowering ones. If you want early, get the early multi-floors. yes. And they'll be blooming by Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you, 
found some Australian finger limes, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see if they come in, but we, we should have some coming in. And it's funny, I after you and I were talking about that, I went and looked, and sure enough, one of the ads for, I'm probably going to get flooded with them now, um, since I mentioned it. Are my you phone's, saying and my phone's laying here. listening? Yeah. Um, the, they call them caviar limes. They're $50 a pound online for Australian finger limes. Wow. And a, and a decent-sized tree will probably produce. Dag, a, but I've been giving pound. them away for free. <laughs> yeah. Will probably produce a, a pound of fruit. Well, yours aren't yeah. caviar limes, though. No, I you, beg your pardon. I'm just saying. Well, they're pretty it's, a, it's a relatively okay. simple citrus to grow, too. That, it is. It's they're easier pretty easy. than the others. And it, at least I've found it. So it, is that it, why I'm okay with it? Because it's relatively simple? I don't simple. think that's why, that's why yours is succeeding yeah. so well. No, they're, they're easy. It's one of the easier citrus. I've never had a, other than some scale on, on a couple branches, it's never been a problem. I was going to say, I don't think it gets the leaf miner. So yeah, small. you know, I don't, I don't remember having it on that. Yeah, it's a good scale. Point. I don't remember seeing it either. But And it's a nice looking plant. Yeah. It looks it, completely different than any other it's citrus. It's completely that different, but true. it's thorny. It's, it is. It's hard to read. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be, be car- careful. Got to yeah. be careful around it. Um, one of the other things that I saw that I was out walking through the citrus section yesterday was we have citrus hystrix in stock, um, which is used in the foliage is used cooking, in yeah, in, in cooking in mm-hmm. Indian food, and it has a really really nice uh, fragrance and taste to it. But the fo- the new foliage that comes out is almost black yes it's so dark and We're super glossy super super shiny we had a gentleman yeah. come in a couple of weeks story. ago who brought in uh some limes and and asked us if we could identify it and i didn't recognize it and he i said he said there's something wrong with, not to identify it rather he said there's something wrong with my lime and i said well, what type of lime tree is it he goes i don't know i bought it at another store it was a lime tree and we went back and forth and david had walked by and, and he looked at it and he said you know what that is and i said no i don't and it it, that's what it was. Hystrix. It was Hystrix. I'd never seen the fruit on that tree before. And, and so he, he went to a, a blue box store. He went to a, a, yeah, a, a big box and store. And he bought a, bl- a lime tree. Two of them, actually. Two. Because it said lime on it. And, and he was disappointed Citrus because he's a, not eating it. Is yeah, a lime. Uh, yeah. yes. But the fruit's not good for anything. probably what he wanted it for. <laughs> well, that's yes. like, um, uh, what's the rootstock that they used to use for the for the true door? Flying dragon. Flying dragon. dragon. It yes. produces fruit, but it's like solid pith. There's yes. there's no there's no real fruit to yes. Fruit but to it you know all. how David feels about pith, don't you? Oh yeah, he's it's pithy. The, yes, it's the secret to success. Are you talking about yourself in the third person, like Bob I, Dole? I, I kind of was. <laughs> I kind of was. Give me a pen. Uh, if you haven't seen the uh, if you haven't seen the corpse flower in Poway, it's. It's still growing. It's uh, into the it's into the rafters. It's into now. the rafters. Ken and I were looking at it yesterday. Next year, when we replant it, we have to put it lower because it'll go through the ceiling if we start it in the same spot. Okay, noted. Duly noted. We'll probably have to repot it too. It's a. It just amazes me the size of the plant that 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 tuber produces. Well, I'm thinking that it has something to do. It, it has received much more fertilizer and water this year than in past. But it's still huge. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a very a massive plant. Massive it looks plant. gorgeous. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and the bulb the bulbs only was that big. Yeah. The, the stem out is five probably, inches. Probably two thirds or half of the size of the bulb. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, a, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, well, since last weekend, also, you took a trip. Up to the uh, botanical gardens. Yes, I think it was two weekends. To the no. Milliad show. Was it? It was last it, weekend. Or it was last week. Labor Day Monday. I was there. That would be that would be yeah. last week. It was yeah. excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That that display of bromeliads and tillandsias, while not the most enormous display in the whole wide world, is spectacular. In the way it's laid out, the presentation of the clusters of the plants are—it's amazing. Well, the and the quality of the plants too. It it is it it's a beautiful, beautiful display. Now, now, what did catch my eye is there's a ton of cork, the branches that the plants are mounted on, mm-hmm. and there's lots of little broken pieces off of it. And I'm wondering if that was in handling in setting up the display, or are people coming by and ripping off pieces of cork? Just little little chunks. 
Did you didn't notice? Did you? I didn't. I no, I did not happen to notice that. That caught my eye. And I can't I, imagine people rip it off. But it was they were cork. they were it was freshly broken. You know, it has mm-hmm. the kind of a yeah. I don't know what color I would call it. The fresh cork color. No, don't you mean it hadn't it hadn't grayed over like it will do. So everywhere I saw all the big chunks of cork that caught my eye, and I think I found the variegated hieroglyphica. Hieroglyphica that you're yeah. talking about. No, that's a beautiful plant. Really, really pretty plant. So that's going to be up until the 26th, I think, of this month. Um, so if you haven't gotten there, I would definitely go over there and take a look at it. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. I would submit to you that it is time of the season to plant bulbs, corms, and rhizomes. Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed it is. To modify the song slightly. The time to buy them. (laughs) That's what I do. I buy them and then just leave them in the garage. Well, yeah. I mean, but uh, (laughs) throw the bag away (laughs) next year. Throw the throw the withered the withered remains away. (laughs) But but I mean, a selection. I mean, get them now. Get them early. You don't necessarily have to plant them right away, but get them so they're. You have them to plan. Because in a month or two. They'll be gone. Okay. That's all I was getting. Is that all you were saying? Yes. Okay. I agree. And just for general purposes, we had called them all bulbs, even though they're bulbs, corms, and rhizomes. It just simplifies the discussion. It's just easier. Yeah. Yes. Um, You know what seems to be slowing down, trend-wise, is... um, Oh, is this Milk, a guess? Oh, milkweed. I thought we'd get a chance to guess. Oh, sorry. I'll have to come up with another one for you. Um, yeah, but milkweed you, sales have, right. have, have yeah. backed way off. And the main reason why I say that is because we regularly have it in stock now, and we're not running out of it on a yeah, weekly, weekly basis. basis yes. um, we even have a, we, we actually even have quite a bit of a, a narrowleaf milkweed Yeah, the native, native, yeah, the yep. native one that yeah. everybody was scrambling for. We had probably... 30 or 40 of them on the table out there, yeah, which I mean, is unusual. because yeah, it, it, I think we have about the same, something yeah. similar to that, yes. I think it happens every year at this time, but I'm not certain that the there's not as much activity. So there's not as many caterpillars. They're not doing as much eating, and so it, it yeah. slows everything down. I, yeah, I don't think – I haven't I haven't noticed as, as many monarchs flying around as I had this summer. They were all over the place this summer. Correct. You know, going extinct, you'd never know um, – at least from the amount that I had Yeah, seen. we had a pentish table, a asclepius table, and they were all over everything out in front there. Yeah. I was in Rancho Santa Fe last week, and there weren't near as many caterpillars. And the, all the asclepius were growing. They had leaves on them. And I think I recall a similar concern slash complaint last year at this time that there's no more caterpillars. So I don't know. I think it might be seasonal. It's cyclic. Like allergies. Which, you know, speaking of caterpillars is interesting because for some reason this season or this year seems to have been particularly bad for caterpillars. Not, not ta- monarchs aside, but just caterpillars in general. I've destructive seen caterpillars. Destructive caterpillars. I've seen a ton of them this year, which isn't something that usually comes I, up. The one that we've seen a lot on is the red humps that red we humps. saw on uh, liquid ambers. Yeah, be careful. 
Be all careful over. Googling that. <laughs> all over the liquid amber. Lots of folks are bringing in leaves or bags full of, of these Liquid amber and Cersus. That's true. Um, yes, that's right, on the Cersus as a well. A lot more caterpillars than normal, but there's an easy control. BT. Agreed. Yeah. And people are buying it. It just makes sure that if you have caterpillars that you do like and care for in your garden, that you keep the BT away because it doesn't know the ones you like. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, it, the especially especially if you if if you have a butterfly sanctuary in your garden, you have to be extremely careful um, bringing BT or even spinosad into the garden right. because both of those are deadly to deadly to caterpillars. And the way that you know, just the if you're if you're spraying, you got to watch out for the drift. Um, and I don't even I don't know how easy it is for BT to move throughout a landscape once once it's applied in one area what what keeps it in that area or is can it move i i would imagine it, once it's it's applied yeah, think, it's yeah. probably pretty yeah, i think if I you put it on a single so. plant you're, it's it's pretty safe unless you're you just know, the drift, wildly spraying the right? drift of the breeze while right. you're spraying yes. yeah but it it is incredibly effective um against all pretty much all caterpillars i don't know anything that it that it I don't know anything that's immune to it. Um, even uh, with tomatoes, it's, it's the, the go-to, yeah, the go-to the control for worms, tomato yeah. hornworms, and right. you know, and hornworms will get the, the size of your finger. Oh and man, it doesn't take some of them much. are huge, aren't and, they? And they will, um, it'll it'll take them out. It'll there are some beneficials too that you can use. Although we we learned recently that praying mantis will not eat a gulf fritillary. No, no but it'll eat, it'll eat one of our employees' fingers. You want to tell that story? Yeah, I saw that. Which, which part of the story? Well, you start it and I'll finish it. Well, so. a coworker came up with a praying large mantis. praying mantis on her hand, and she was saying, ow, ow, well, but kind of laughing or giggling at the same well, she, time. Yeah, she started out saying, ow, it's biting me, you yes. know, jokingly. And, and with each ow, it's biting me, it got more intense. So, so I did what any good observer would do. I got out my phone and took <laughs> pictures of it. I did nothing to help. I just you know, took but it pictures went from, of it. Ow, it's hurting me to almost a shriek of pain. Ow, it's hurting me. And so we, I guess we, you, George, rescued. Well, we, the, took, we took the praying mantis off to find, find a bleeding finger. It had yeah, it, bitten into her finger. And, yeah, and I, I, I was surprised. It, it, it drew blood. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I took it outside and put it in our butterfly garden. Uh, and we have a, a passion vine there where there are a bunch of Gulf fritillary caterpillars. I didn't put it near the Gulf fritillary. I just... You know, yeah, pushed it onto the plant, it, yes. and it took two or three steps away and then saw the caterpillar and just pounced on it and picked it up and started trying to bite it. And then I guess realized, I don't like these, or this is it not the food spikes. I want. It has spikes, and it went on its way. But it was probably trying to eat our coworker because yeah. it was hungry. Well, there was, there's a chunk of skin missing. Yeah, there's it a little was patch where it has, was just now, eating her finger. She found it on the Talancias inside, inside the store, so yes. maybe it hadn't eaten in two or three days and... And that finger was the first uh, edible. You're lucky you didn't get your head bitten off by. As I took it outside, yes. yeah, it was slightly larger than me. So. <laughs> that was a big. It was that, pretty that, big. That, that, that was a big uh, praying mantis. Now yeah, we, we've seen it. We've seen videos of it eating, uh, catching uh, yeah, hummingbirds. hummingbirds. I yes. we have pictures of it in our nursery eating bees. They've caught bees outside, but that's the first time I've seen it munching on a person. On a human. Well, they yeah. are. The what? Opportunistic. Um, yes, opportunistic. Yep. They'll take whatever comes their way. They don't care if it helps out in the garden or not. They're kind of. And I have seen one on my hummingbird feeder before just waiting. It it never caught a hummingbird while I was there, but I've watched it try. And you didn't move it either. I was watching. <laughs> it was nature. I, I, was I did I did it. what I should. <laughs> yes, I got my camera out just in case. Exactly. And then the hummingbird left. Actually, I took it off and, and put it on a different part of the tree. But the hummingbird would go to one portal on one side of the feeder, and the mantis would follow it around, and then the hummingbird would see it and go the other way. And it was an interesting game of cat and mouse. Or- yeah, see, I, I, I rest easy in the fact knowing that I'm never going to get bitten by a praying mantis because I'm never going to pick one up. I pick, I pick them <laughs> yeah, up regularly, yeah. although I think I will be less likely to after witnessing that the other day. Well, you have two hands, right? And, and so ten fingers. So if it starts biting on one, you could actually take your other hand and remove it yourself. And kill it. 
Well, no, you're not supposed to. Well, you, yeah. Oh, if it's biting I think, me. I think just remove it is where David was going. No, 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 yeah. I understand that. In a perfect world, that's what we would do. But uh, This is... <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, oh, new product that we have in, in... Well, I know we have it in Poway. I'm assuming you have it in San Diego. Biochar? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is basically... Humic acid is well. It's it's it not? derived. Yeah. Is a, it has humic acid in it. It's a a soil amendment that helps invigorate, activate, feed the soil and the beneficial organisms therein. And we've had people asking for it. It's supposed to be very good when incorporated into the soil prior to planting or into pots prior to planting. Similar to the humic acid in grow power soil conditioner. And in the grow power, all the grow power products, and our other organics is have it, it as well. Is it a liquid or is it? It's a yeah. no. It's a granule, granulated. Yeah. Okay. It's a large bag. Yeah. So if you want to give that a shot, uh, biochar is in in both of the stores. Uh, interesting fruit tree that I saw when I was out looking around yesterday. Uh, pawpaw trees. I don't know where you found those. I didn't. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know how we the, got the, them, but I don't think they're self fertile. I think you have to have a, a second pawpaw to make it. To, to get fruit, it's kind need, of, oh, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say they need acidic soil. They 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 work better as an understory tree here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very popular back east. It's the largest native fruit in the in North America. What have you ever had it? I had back east in Tennessee. It's like it's almost like a it's custardy. It's like a um, like a cherimoya. Like a Sapote? No. Cherimoya. Yeah, Way fruit. down yonder in the pawpaw patch. That's it. Yep. Okay. That's kind of a pretty tree. It's gorgeous. It, yeah. yeah. Really glossy large foliage on it. Um, the other thing I noticed is we have a lot of avocados in stock right now. Yeah, we, we and have the 15, a lot of And the 15-gallon avocados, those are the nicest 15-gallon avocados I've seen in a long in time. In a long time. Yeah, so they're they're starting to come back. Um, and we've got a pretty good selection of, of both of them, or of, of a lot the, of them. The, the availabilities have increased, and demand has slowed, slowed a little down, bit. Yeah. And so we are back. We're kind of back in the fruit tree business, which... For a big part of the spring, yeah, we just we couldn't have, get them. We couldn't get them. Yeah. Didn't have much. Um, had a customer ask the other day if we had bacon avocados in stock, and I went out and looked, and we had Jim Bacon, which I didn't. I didn't know what the difference was, but apparently the Jim Bacon is a variety of bacon avocado that can take a little bit more cold than the regular bacon avocado. And which I, is a little bit cold hardy on its own, isn't it? I, I thought believe so. so yeah. yeah, but. Um, I don't think I've ever had a bacon avocado. I had one last year. I have. <laughs> we had some really nice bacon avocado trees last year, and I bought one. Is it in the ground yet? No. Okay. <laughs> that was last year. You have time. I, I actually I have three of them, and uh, not bacon. Three avocados. Yeah, I'll tell you which ones when we come back. Maybe. All right. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, another thing that I saw walking through the store yesterday, which I have not seen in a long time, was we got some, got a couple of 15-gallon, um, 
Which one is something it? or another's? Thunbergia grandiflorus. Oh, 15 gallons? 15 you guys gallons. Grow them you, no, uh, they came in that. So what is that Thunbergia grandiflora? It's a trailing Black vine flower. with a beautiful blue trumpet flower on it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a really, really pretty plant. <laughs> That's what white. it is. And I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that in, in a few years, I yeah. think. It's been, it's been a while. Oh, that's weird. We we don't. I don't think we have any. That's interesting. Well, it's it's unusual. What was really unusual was that it was in in a fifteen gallon right in yeah. a fifteen gallon. Container. I like the, the, the just the what are the Thumbergia, the black eyed Susan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. like those. They're, they're oh yeah, easy to grow. They're weeds. They they are very weedy and yep. they like the heat and they grow like grow like crazy. Came, came in yeah. on the same truck with the gorgeous twenty four inch box Michaelia Champacas. Oh, okay, they're. Oh, those yeah, we're gonna, the, gorgeous. The twenty-four inch box Michelias are. We're going to send you some nice. on Monday. Very good. We, I mean, I know we have one or two still done in Point Loma from earlier in the year, but yeah, we just sold one. Yes, the other day, gorgeous plant. Yeah, we had four it's beautiful ones, and they all went out in a week. They started blooming, or two weeks, they were all four gone. Yeah, couldn't walk past it without stopping and literally smelling. Yeah, like, what is that? Smelling yeah. the flowers. The truth. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's a. Probably one of my favorite trees. Not the easiest thing to grow in San Diego, but it's a. Uh, do, do you grow it in a in a? I don't have one. Okay, I, I killed mine. My <clears throat> my parents' neighbors have a couple of them in their yard, and you don't really see them. They're you kind of hidden, them. but yeah. you can smell them, and especially they, at night. It's a tempting tree, but you know it, it looks like it would just need a lot of water and and uh, maybe some shade to do it best. I think it does okay without the shade. Once yeah, it gets it established, yeah. it'll take. Quite a bit of sun. And, yeah, there's and this is, yeah, there's one planted in the front yard just up the street from me that's doing fairly well. But I think that was, I think that lot was um, was a fill lot. So it's not the it's not just the one hundred percent native soil, clay yeah. soil which I have in my yard, and that's what that's what took mine out. I think it stayed it stayed too wet. Why well, is the citrus in the parking lot of the nursery in Poway doing so well in that awful? Clay soil. You've got me because it, it, they're all of those trees are well, most of them. Most of them are are doing exceptionally well and produce like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a good question. We're going to go to the phones and we're going to talk to Farmer Roy. Good morning. Good morning, Roy. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. You all ready for the class today? Yes, I'm calling to drum up some excitement to get. Uh, Everybody back into their gardens for, to uh, plant some uh, fall winter vegetables. So that's what you're going over today, I imagine. Yes, I am. And uh, I saw your uh, saw your supply of veggies there, so it should be good. Everybody should be excited. You sound very excited, Roy. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, I I you know I tell you with post COVID or COVID, you know, I haven't been able to get out and talk to people and get people excited about gardening, but uh, so this is good. I'm ex- actually, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Well, we, we posted we, we posted your picture on Facebook for our event, so if that if if nothing else, that'll bring people in. Yes, your yeah, lovely face will. Your mug. Now, when you said Farmer Roy, did you say Farmer Roy from Cadence at Poway Gardens, or did you just say no? Farmer I just said Roy? Farmer Roy. So, so for yeah, those Farmer for Roy at. Cadence at Poway Gardens, an assisted living community here, a memory care community in Poway, and uh, horticulture sets us apart. Remind us of what your garden looks like up there, what you do, and and I know you produce tons of crops every year and lettuce almost year-round. So uh, we have uh, five little tiny organic gardens that supply over uh, 25,000 pounds of produce for our residents here. And uh, all my off-grade stuff goes to families in need in the area. Uh, We have roughly 40, 50-foot rows, and uh, I'm having my best year ever this year. It's it's incredible. I didn't think we could improve on it, but uh, I guess we're getting better at it. Uh, We're shooting for 27 this year. Wow. And... Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's been a good tomato year. If, if the tomatoes, if it's a good year for tomatoes, the numbers go up really quick. So, we've had a really good tomato year this year. Well, I know the tomatoes also, that the tomatoes that you've brought in for for us uh, periodically have they're they're outstanding, and they're they're 
they're almost perfect. I mean, there's no blemishes on them. And, and they keep well, too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really outstanding crops. Yeah. We, well, tomato, you know, I've got tomato juice running through my veins. I love tomatoes. So I've been doing it for a long time. And, uh, and uh, yeah, people comment on the flavor, and, and, and there's nothing like a, a good taste in tomato. So, so we're, we're happy with that. I still have my green bag for being a presenter at the uh, – Master Gardener program, you still have you have enough for me to come up and bring my bag to get my free fill. Most definitely, yeah. We're um, pulling out uh, our warm season stuff uh, weekly and putting in our cool season stuff. But yeah, I should have tomatoes. I, I don't know November. where my bag is. <laughs> uh, sorry, George. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah. Well, when when you go up, I'll go with you, and while you're talking to Roy, I'll just go get my stuff. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll distract you. Distract him for me. So, what time's the class in Poway this morning, Roy? Just to remind you, what time to be in? What time are you coming in? I'm going to come in at nine, but the class is at nine thirty. Well done, well done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All righty, sir. I think we're looking forward to seeing you. It's uh, always a interesting time when you come visit us. It was March of uh, of 2020. I think it was March 8th, Roy, was the last time you did a class up there. I us. believe it was a Tuesday. Yeah. No, it was a Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Thanks for yeah. getting up and calling us. I'm glad you guys got the classes going again. Everybody needs to hear. Everybody needs to get back in the gardens and keep it going. Yeah, we're happy to be doing it as well. All right. All righty, Roy. Care, we'll see you at 930, Roy. You Thank you. Adios. Bring the burritos. Bye. <laughs> uh, that was Farmer Roy from Cadence uh, at Poway Gardens. It's a nice uh, little, yeah, nice little operation. They have up there, nice little there. operation he's got going up there, and he he does grow some of the some of the best tomatoes that I think I've I've ever had. And, and he grows a lot of varieties that we don't carry. He, yeah, you he, can't say that because they're not they're numbers and stuff. Yeah, it's like numbers and letters. Um, but like I said, they're they're. They're almost they're full. They're almost perfect. Oh. There, there's no, there's no blemishes on them. I mean, they're they're just yeah. Beautiful. Are, are you saying tomatoes. because Roy's growing them, you're shocked that they're blemish free and beautiful, or are you just, just anybody that's no, growing just anybody them, that's grown yeah. okay, grown good, tomatoes? Good. I, I mean, just want to make sure. Yeah, I do cherry. I mean, I have cherry tomatoes, and they're all most of them are all cracked or what? I mean, they have some sort of. But I just I don't even look. Pop them in there. Pop them and eat them. And they're tasty, I, I, I've, I've been doing that with the grapes at night. Right. I and have no idea what I'm consuming. Yeah, <laughs> quite just, frankly, I don't want to think about co- it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, the flavor's good, and nothing I'm stung happy. me, and I didn't swell up or anything. So I'm assuming everything's okay. As far as I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he said he has one of his best tomato years, and I think this is one of my worst ever. It is. It, is. it was a good year for me. I had a really good year. It's funny how every people have off years or whatever, and there's no. I mean, typically you can say blame weather or something, but something's going on. I got a really big early water bill, so I stopped watering uh, the vegetables, and it ended my beautiful year. Beautiful year, very. Our, ours early. were impacted significantly but by spider mites. Speaking of Goodyear, <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know why Goodyear, Arizona is called Goodyear, Arizona? I have to. I have to. You have to I bow have to stay out. Stay out, yeah. out of the game. No, because they Goodyear bought tons of farmland there to grow cotton for their tires. That's really how, yes. I, I figured they must have put a big plant in there and everybody came. But they I, did. I, they put a lot of plants. Ah, <laughs> but um, bum. So anyway, I, I guess the, the little white cord you see in. Tires or used to see in tires was cotton. Used to be cotton. Yeah. Didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I wonder how long ago that was. And the reason I was looking that up is the pruning books I was sending to Phoenix, Arizona, go through Goodyear, Arizona. That's where UPS has a distribution facility in Goodyear, Arizona. That might be about the only thing that's in Goodyear, Arizona. I think Goodyear, Arizona is a big place now. Is it? It is. I think so. Isn't where the pottery is? Well, there's a couple of spring well, training camps there. Yeah, somewhere out well, there. Well, they're in Peoria. Oh, Peoria. Yeah, okay. somebody else. There's You're two right. other two other places that uh, two other teams. Participate. It's probably bigger than Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> oh. Yes, it is <laughs> more than likely. I spent a night there once. Yeah. Um, but what does anybody? Well, you were a 
car guy. What what does the cotton do for the tires? Is it just a binding agent? Just a binder. Or yeah. is it to like rebar and concrete no, or it something? Just hold, it just hold, it's something for the rubber to stick to. Yeah. Encapsulate okay. around the rubber. It's like um, yeah. Ford bought a Ford bought a huge, I mean huge amount of land in Brazil and named it Fordlandia. And they were gonna grow rubber for Ford automobile for tires for Ford cars and they and he set up this whole utopian Fordopian this whole utopian society down there and it was just a complete failure uh, complete failure and now it's all just ruins because uh, do you- um well people weren't digging what he had to what he was putting down and uh, it was and they, it was a complete failure a complete failure but it was it was massive i mean i can't remember what how what the total acreage was now off the top of my head but it, it was it was enormous enormous so little interesting little interesting history bit there you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz we're going to be back with more right after this Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, did a quick look at the Google machine while I was uh, while we were in the break. And you know, Fordlandia was 5,500 square miles that... Ford Motor Company. But, and that was, to, land. that was yeah. to do rubber trees. For rubber to trees, yeah. rubber. Bought it in 1928, and by 1934, it had failed and been completely abandoned. So, You know, speaking of Ford and plants, you know, and not the Ford plant, but trees and stuff, uh, charcoal was originated via Ford. Yeah. The charcoal briquettes, King, the Kingsford charcoal King, briquettes started King, with Ford. Kingsford charcoal. It was... Uh, in a way to reduce waste, with the wood that they were Because using. they have, they had so much scrap wood left over from the... From the wheel body works and and, and 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 wheel works also, right. yeah. And so. uh, it, Kingsford was a guy that worked with uh, Henry Ford, and they actually first branded it under Ford, and then in honor of Kingsford, who helped him procure all the land to buy the wood, uh, he named it in his honor. It Kingsford. wasn't Mr. Kings and Mr. Ford. No, interesting. Yeah, that is. I would have put that together that way. There, I actually have something from the. I think it was from the 1936 World's Fair here in San... 35, 36 World's Fair here in San Diego from the Ford Pavilion about Kingsford Charcoal. I'll have to look and see if I can find is that, that. It's a little pamphlet yeah. about it. Is that something about San Diego? Well, it was part of the part of the uh, Ford ex- exhibition here, which was housed in the building that now houses the San Diego Air and Space Museum. That was the Ford Pavilion back back at that time. Interesting. Yeah, there was there was Henry Ford also did a lot of experimentation with um, soybeans and making plastic from soybeans. As a matter of fact, some of some early some early ignition parts were actually soy based. Yeah, some and, people eat that stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very popular in vegan restaurants. Quite yes, quite popular. Yeah. It's actually it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not. Um, well, if, if you do it, if you do it, if you do it right, I've always given it a bad rap. But I've you take any, I, I, you come around a little. I bit have on come, that. Ar- I have come around on it myself. Yeah. yeah. So, um, there, I you know talking about talking about um, cars and vegetation and things like that. I was watching a documentary about the about Packard back in the. 
back in the late twenties, early thirties. A, a lot of early, a lot of early coach work in cars had wood framing to keep everything together. And the Packard Motor Car Company in the late twenties and early thirties was har- they were harvesting hardwood out of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and they were going through. I think they said. Two million board feet, and a board foot is a 12-inch by 12-inch by 1-inch piece of wood. Two million board feet of lumber a month building their car bodies and wow. all the related wood that goes with it. And, that would, and they, would, they would go up, harvest the trees, bring them down, mill it, dry it. It, 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 it was an incredible operation of, of what they were doing. Um, huh. I would have uh, never known that. Well, I wouldn't have either if it hadn't been for YouTube. Oh. That, that's, okay. that's, where, that's where it showed up. But, yeah, I, that, just, that just blew me away. Two, two million board feet. That's a lot of wood. But yes, their tree, the trees up in the, in the UP grow well because it rains there. Oh, and yeah, so they have water trees, there. And it yeah. doesn't rain here, and we're going to have a Santa Ana next week. So should we water our plants more heavily as we approach next week? Well, that was a, a smooth transition, George. Well done. Just curious here. Yes. Hey, give him a good soak. Yeah. We are, I, we are expecting a, a mild to moderate Santa Ana. It's going to get hot next week. And when the wind starts, drying winds start blowing, it is better to get ahead of it and water your plants and trees ahead of it. So Monday is your last day to get ahead of it because it's supposed to start on Monday. So, yes, I would water, especially with, well, my avocado because the avocados are up there and if the winds come in and blow through and dry that out they're all going to drop and they're not even close to ripe so if you want to harvest your fruit or take care of your plants yes george beautiful segue well not really beautiful but you you got the job done well i I was thinking you know we and there's also fire hazards that are happening and we were talking earlier about sequoias had a lightning strike and their their trees are burning up there so yeah, I saw the pictures of the General Sherman tree with fire blankets around the base. It was strange, to say the least. Yeah, because it only looked like it went up about six or eight feet. Well, there's not a lot of brush around there, so the fire, if it does burn through there, should burn fairly low, low, low. and right. not very hot. I, You know, those mm-hmm. trees have survived well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, lightning strikes have been have been starting fires in forested areas for How's this? For, for well, for since the beginning, of, <laughs> since the beginning of time, you know. Yeah. So, but that was one of the, that, that was, was before we had forest well, management. That was one of the problems. On, right. Was we started the we ever, when we started setting aside the national parks, people didn't want to go and see a burned out national park. So they they came up with the idea sometime around the turn of the last century that when a fire started, you had to put it out as fast as you possibly could, which unfortunately doesn't lead to good forest right. management. So. Well, we are getting a turn in the weather up in the northern half of the state, and they're expecting some rain up as far south as Tahoe in that area. So hopefully the storms will start moving further south and get things under control. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm optimistic that Lake Tahoe is still going to be there when I go up um, at the end of the month. So Correct. Yeah. You're going anyway. I'm going anyway. Gotcha. We were going we were going to cancel but then I just you know, no. We'll we'll just go. And I haven't I actually haven't heard anything about the Caldor fire recently. No, I think it's it's under control now. So we're going to water. Do we have you want to do a we don't have to remind about Farmer Roy's class, but what's the other class coming up today? We have bulbs. Right? You said Kathleen is teaching Kathleen's that Sunday. doing it. Yep. And a plug for next week to get people thinking about next week. On Saturday, you're doing uh, camellias and azaleas at the San Diego store. Mark's that's doing correct. it? On uh, Mark's, no. Mark's store. And, and that's something I'm, I'm interested in. Doing, but yeah. yeah, and if that's good, maybe we'll have her come up and do one in, sure. in Poway. And then we have a, a, a unique one. We have Chuck McClung. And those of you that are orchid folks know him from his orchid book. But uh, Chuck's going to come up and do Creating a uh, Shade Oasis, uh, which is going to be interesting because we have a lot of folks that come in and are always looking for plants they've got a, a dark spot in their yard they've got a patio or or a, a, a big tree and they they want some color they want to have some green and they just don't know what to put in there and so chuck's going to give us some insight on that very good very he's, good he's an interesting fellow chuck very knowledgeable very knowledgeable one of the degreed plant guys now yes. so that we don't get any complaints before we went into the break at the bottom of the hour i told everybody that I was going to tell them what avocados I still had in containers alive after a year. I know you guys were waiting to hear 
I'm sure I'm sure that yawn from you, Ken, was just coincidence. But I have a gem, and you know we have gem avocados at the at the nursery in Poway right now. We do. Yeah. No, oh, they're those. on the left side. Okay. And we have the whole row of them. Yeah. And there's a few more on the one side in the middle of the citrus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gray E. Martin. That's what that stands for. And who was he? He was one of the uh, developers of that particular plant up at, I think, UC Riverside. I uh, had lunch with... Great E. Martin? Well, I'm not sure, but I remember it was the... Per- did he do the Gwen avocado? Was he the hybridizer You know, I don't know if he did, but the Gwen was, I think, parentage of... But uh, So he and Gwen Jim. were there, and she told me she had been at the grocery store the day before, and they had... Zutano avocados on the shelf, and the sign said, great for guacamole. So she had to go find the produce manager and let him know that the Zutano avocado is terrible for guacamole. It is not great for guacamole, and they should not put up that sign that says that. Why is it bad for guacamole? Uh, it's not as oily. It's not as, oh. as tasty. It it's not as flavorful. 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 Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not as, as high-quality avocado as the others in the newer ones, and so... She wanted to make sure that the produce people because knew Because she was that. an avocado person. And, and because she had an avocado named after her. Right. That was Gwen. So anyway, that's my little... I don't remember what the other two avocados I have are. Well, well you that can was go. a riveting story. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we waited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A couple well, minutes, I'll get, never get back. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you guys next week. Okay. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with another hour of Garden Talk next Saturday morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.